everybody. Welcome back to the You Gotta Love Love podcast. This is Michelle Allen with you, one half of Team Allen, and I have the other half of Team Allen sitting next to me, my handsome co-host. My name is Elliot Allen. See, I was right on point that time. Yeah, you rushed it, though. Right. <laughs> you rushed it, though. You didn't purpose. give it a second. <laughs> I did that on purpose because every week I'll be, like, doing something and looking at my paperwork, and then she announces me, and I have to jump up immediately. So Yeah, but then you're looking at the paperwork like you don't know you're next to introduce yourself. No, because I'm doing something else. Oh, God. And then she just kind of you know, drops it on me and we have a few minutes of dead air. Mm-hmm. So I was really ready for that today. <laughs> so if you're a fan of the show, you know what happened just now. And I was, you know, I won that battle. Yeah, um, not, not really. <laughs> I was right on point of saying who I am. And again, I am Elliot Allen, second half of the You Gotta Love Love podcast. Yes, so we're here with you guys today. Um, always like to start out by giving like a disclaimer, um, basically saying that Elliot and I are not uh, relationship uh, psychologists or uh, therapists. Uh, we basically give our take on our experiences, and when we have guests on, they give their take on their experiences. So definitely, if, if you find something in an episode that you think can benefit your marriage and you can use as a tool in your marriage toolbox, by all means, take it and use it. And if you feel something you don't think would be relevant to you in your marriage, um, leave it. That's fine. No, you know, no love lost on our side. Definitely understanding that everybody's marriage is individual. You have to do what's best for you and your spouse. So by all means, take what you need to take, leave what you need to leave, and we're all good. Just keep coming back every week, though, <laughs> to listen to the episodes. We love the support. We love talking to you guys, um, you know, from the emails or phone calls that we get or text messages we get from people. I love it. I love mm-hmm. when I get the yes. random email. I got a um, text message I got a, maybe a week or two ago. Someone was listening to the men's panel the men's panel and she texted me and was like girl i'm listening to the men's panel what <laughs> now that's how i'm translating the text but basically that's what she said right. and i was like yes girl she was like what <laughs> so i love it i love me that too. that feedback and that reaction we appreciate the interaction with you guys so interact with us we love to talk to y'all yes we do that is always a, a great um feeling when you get those phone calls or we get those emails or texts or whatever mm-hmm. from the feedback from what we're doing it really makes us Um, inspires us and makes Mm -hmm. us feel good about what we're doing and and lets us know that we are making a difference, which we are trying to do uh, in our own unique and Pacific and special way. So what are we talking about today? You tell me. I think we're trying to wrap up the whole, well, we're going to wrap up this portion of the State of Manhood and Womanhood panels that aired uh, four episodes worth um, earlier, late last month into earlier this month. Um, We're going to just do like a little quick synopsis wrap-up show on that Mm -hmm. with, just so you guys know, another State of Manhood and Womanhood panel coming. Um, I would call it the millennial version of it will be coming up. We have the ladies actually coming to record this weekend so um look out for those to air um before the end of the year we will definitely give you a heads up but yeah we have part two to the whole manhood and womanhood panel we have part two so uh as my lovely wife said you know we're going to talk a little bit about uh, wrapping up the first uh round if you would of what we just did and and i'll kind of talk a little bit briefly Mm -hmm. about why the second round first of all you know, we it was just a pleasure um, oh, to do it. It was fantastic. Um, it was really, really fantastic. You know, uh, this always interesting, uh, and I've learned this in the mental conditioning movement though, so, thus far, uh, when you envision things in your head and you have an idea about how it, you want it to come out, mm-hmm. and then when you do it and it comes out, supersedes. Far better than you can expect. Right. That's such a pleasurable thing, and it's such a motivational thing to mm-hmm. really say this is something that we have to keep doing and we have yeah. to... Uh, keep going with it, and we can say that under these circumstances, we have done that uh, in this particular situation. In that, I tell you what, you know, doing those shows, uh, having the pleasure to host those shows. Um, my wife was there for the women's show, and, yes. and she stood by. I didn't want her to say much because I want—I know we wanted to do this show, <laughs> and so she did stand by. But uh, I want to say that we learned a lot as well. I learned a lot hosting those shows. Mm-hmm. listening to the shows back. I've actually listened to the shows two or three, maybe even four times already. Mm-hmm. Uh, after they've aired, I was there, but I just listening to them again, I actually pick up more and more things each time, and I plan to listen to um, the women's panel again um, this week. 
And um, we encourage you guys to. If you have not listened to the State of Manhood panel and right. the State of Womanhood panel, right. go back. And um, those episodes are definitely clearly uh, labeled, but you definitely want to make sure that you listen to those. They're mm-hmm. awesome. They awesome really, content. Really just hearing people's opinions. And they're Absolutely. all opinions. You can agree and, and agree to disagree. Right. And that's fine. Right. Um, but it's just interesting to hear people's thoughts on right. certain things. And that's pretty cool. Right. And that's that's why we've done it. And one of the things that we learned, uh, Michelle touched on that briefly, and we, we'll, we'll touch on this part. We learned that we have different uh, age groups mm-hmm. uh, that we have to address here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, guys, give you guys a little bit of background on, you know, again, how the show came about. I just thought it would be a good idea, uh, as, as I stated to you guys, opening up the season on both the You Gotta Love Love and the Life GPS podcast, we plan to really develop our family divisions mm-hmm. and talk about, when I say division, I don't mean separation, mm-hmm. but the, the coming together of families and really, really reiterating how important family is to every aspect of our lives, our personal growth, our growth as, as uh, individuals, as well as our growth as a family and what that means to us mentally having a sound mind to be part of something that gives you parameters to boost and push yourself to other levels. Mm-hmm. So when I came up with the show, I didn't really realize until we were maybe a day out, and then certainly once the show started, mm-hmm. wow, you know what? Because most of the people was in uh, my age group, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I'm going to say, above 35. I'm not giving my age, I'm just saying above 35, <laughs> above 40 as well. Um, so in that age age range. Mm-hmm. And I realized when we were doing the show that some of our views were more traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We wanted to now go back and kind of take a look at the younger um, group, yeah, to see how they differ. Yes, and and so it's so much on the table here. We want to see the age group differences. Mm-hmm. We want to see once again the difference between males and females. Mm-hmm. So everything's on the table. So we're going to even be able to see the different male panels, mm-hmm. how they differ, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's going to be some discussion that needs to be had amongst them. Yeah, the different. Uh, age groups for the women panels. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's going to be this, some discussion that would need to be had amongst them. And then just, the, of course, the age group that matches up for the men and women also is going to be more discussion. So mm-hmm. we got a lot on the table. Even once we get past that, we're going to have even more. But for right now, that's what we have coming up uh, in the immediate, immediate, immediate future. So I'm, I was pretty excited actually to do this show because mm-hmm. I wanted to just kind of, for us, as Michelle said, give a full wrap-up on our personal, I guess, thoughts, thoughts. on mm-hmm. what we thought about it because we would listen to everybody else's personal thoughts. As the host, I tried to stay out of it. At times, I, I think I definitely interjected some of my opinions just to kind of put certain things out there. But I want to kind of, the two of us, get our chance with our listeners to just sit down and give our um, thoughts into um, the shows. Right. So what I want, what I'm going to do is kind of put some of the, some of the questions on the table for us mm-hmm. to actually answer okay. um, that we gave to our lovely panel uh, members. We want to kind of answer those questions for ourselves. So let's without do it. Let's further do it. ado, um, let's let, it, let's definitely um, let's do that. Ladies first. Oh shucks. Ladies first. So okay. one of the one of the questions that we gave on the women's panel was right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know what is a quality woman? So I pose that question. That's that's nice to be able to pose that question to my own wife. Um, <laughs> what do you consider to be a quality woman? I'm going to preface this by saying I knew we were doing this episode. Oh. And I so don't have any answers ready. So this is definitely off the cuff. I, I should have prepared better. I'm bad. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you cheated, that you had no, something. No, 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 nope, I'm not well, even ready. Well, this is better. That's better. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is just me really off the rip because mm-hmm. I didn't even prepare. I didn't even think about it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, what is a quality woman? A quality woman is someone who, in my opinion, again, we say that, guys, um, a lady, who, well, a female who acts like a lady, represents herself um, appropriately in public and um, not in public, Um she is someone that takes care of herself, has love for others, um, is a good person. And when I say good person, meaning they're honest, um, has a good heart for others, um, not being selfish necessarily in a negative way. Um, not negative. You want someone who's more on a positive 
uh, Mind Space. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, and I'm so forgetting things because again, I'm off the cuff. So I'm gonna that's say fine. that's more of a quality okay. woman to me. Okay. Okay. So the type of person you are. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I to, certainly, certainly. Um, that's right there, and and I will pose the question to myself, Mr. Allen. Yes. <laughs> Did you just third person yourself? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> what do you? What I did ask the men, you know, I'll, I'll ask myself, you know, what do, what do I see as a quality man? Yes. So I guess I listened to the show so many different times, and yes. and I'll I'll piggyback on that and just say that you know some of the words um, that the men and the women use, I would back up, you know, mm-hmm. trustworthy, mm-hmm. Uh, integrity, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being true to yourself. Mm-hmm. All of those words definitely come into play, and I would certainly agree with all of those. Um, particular things, but to get more individual and more specific, uh, I see quality man as being a man who um, is able to make sound decisions, mm. uh, a man who's able to be a provider. And I'm going to touch on that a little bit more uh, deeply because I think that's one of the things that we kind of needed to do. Sometimes when you put these words out there, we got to have to dig a little bit de- deeper. And as I like to say, get the language right mm-hmm. in regards to that and talk a little bit closer about, you know, again, being a sound decision maker, being a person who can actually uh, have the ability to think and process life. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what that entails, and this is where I think we went a little bit wrong on the show, and, and as we uh, bring it into more modern day times, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like I'm traditional, but at the same time, I'm certainly open to more modern day things. So mm-hmm. some of these definitions change if you ask a man in the 40s and 50s, whether it was a quality man, I, I accept that it's different now, and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about being a provider for the family, that does not necessarily mean um, that that's just a man's job. Sometimes a provider uh, is a, someone that allows his partner, his wife, to do certain things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And doesn't give her a hard time. When, and that's another word that's a trigger word. When we say allow, it's not a situation where you're saying like. Oh, I grant you permission to. It's not that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't really challenge my wife on certain things. Mm-hmm. That's part of being a provider, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's part of being a good decision maker, in my opinion. Being able to process things. Mm-hmm. That's part of a man because, yes, technically certain things may automatically, people may have that feeling that this goes through the man. But part of being provider, part of being a good decision maker is understanding, you know what, my wife is prepared to do this. Right, like that's her gift. That's her She's gift. She's gifted in X, Y, and Z. X, right. So it only makes sense that she does X, Y, and Correct. Z. Correct. Correct. And mm-hmm. that's where I think that's part of being a provider. Fair enough. I'm not sure. I'm paraphrasing here. The guys are not here. But I believe that a lot of this, a lot of what the men were saying falls along those lines. But again, we have to be careful with the language because when you say certain words, people get a little triggered. Mm-hmm. But what are you saying? You mm-hmm. you making you know more money than me that you have to be the sole provider? I'm not saying that. But as as a provider, it's not just about money. It's about providing the tone of your family. I set the tone. I do believe that. I do believe that as a as a man, that you do. You have to set the tone mm-hmm. for your family. I believe a quality man sets the tone for where he's at in whatever the position is. And I think that's something that men have to kind of take pride in doing mm-hmm. and setting the tones. That's another quality I believe a man uh, should have, mm-hmm. the ability to set the tone. And that doesn't always mean that I have my chest stuck out, that I'm the only one that's going to make decisions and go get my beard that type of situation. Right. Setting the tone is delegating sometimes. You mm-hmm. know what? allow my wife to do xyz Mm -hmm. i also understand that setting the tone may mean that i'm a hell of a cook yeah so i have no problem cooking a meal Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and you do Uh, you know whatever the circumstances may be Mm -hmm. you know what i mean or if i'm not setting the tone to say to be able to say well look i don't know how to cook Mm -hmm. i don't know nothing about no pie barely know how to turn on the stove (laughs) setting the tone may be you know what that's something that you're going to have to but that's when you set the tone, you set the mutual respect to say, you know what, we interchange mm-hmm. these things. I'm not good at maybe uh, financials, finances, mm-hmm. and your yes. wife may be good at fan- finances. Yes. So you, you let her do that. Mm-hmm. Again, be careful. I'm, I'm trying to be careful and not use certain words like let, mm-hmm. you know, meaning that I can take it away. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. It's just about setting that tone as a man, as that provider, and, and really, really being that type of a, um, 
uh, person that has those values of just strong provider, strong decision maker, strong tone setter. So that to me is some of the qualities I think that is in a good quality man. We didn't say real man here today. Mm -hmm. So we cut it out. We cut mm -hmm. that nonsense out. <laughs> right? Yeah, I wish I could see his face when so, he said that. So <laughs> uh, the next thing we're going to talk about, uh, the next question that we had on the table, which I think is, you know, I'll present to you guys is, or you guys, <laughs> um, for my wife and I to kind of discuss and just kind of, again, in, and you can interject, babe, you know, what any ideas that you had that you wanted to address from what we heard. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily just have to be what you um, feel. Mm -hmm. It may be something that, you know what, I also heard this on the show and I like to address it too. Mm -hmm. So that we, we're also doing that. Mm -hmm. um, for you, what is a quality man? Mm. Okay, so you're a quality man. Well, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Take the compliment. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, a quality man, and I think Michelle has said this too. Some of the words are very similar um, that you're going to be using, but it's a, someone to me that's a good person. Mm -hmm. You you have to be a good person with a good heart. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, I don't like sneaky people. I don't like liars. Um, I don't like negative people. So um, definitely someone that's a good person, a good heart. Um, makes a good effort in doing things, um, integrity, honesty, um, like you said, good provider, uh, good, what's going on? Okay. Um, I guess things like that again, guys, I'm sorry, I'm going off the cuff. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not even prepared, mm -hmm. but in the end for me, it's just a good person. Mm -hmm. And, and those are some of the quality characteristics I would say is in a good person. I'm probably forgetting some others, but a good person. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a yes. good human being. Yes. That's, and I don't know, I don't want to say that's hard to find today, but you kind of wonder. Is it a factor? Um, well, let me, I guess let me answer mine first and then we can come back. Okay. Um, so, Mr. Rowling, yes? <laughs> um, you want me to ask you? What is a quality woman? Well, thank you for that. I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that a good quality woman, again, I'm piggybacking off of what we heard. If you haven't heard the show, please go back and listen. Right, because um, we will be referencing things you know, about so, it. So um, I think all of the, again, the superlative that we use, you know, trustworthy, uh -huh. uh, you know, uh, integrity, um, all of those things go into play, of course. Uh -huh. You know, but again, we want to get the language right and expand a little bit more onto these things and give, I think, more of a definition to it. When you talk about a quality um, woman, I think it's somebody that also, believe it or not, can be a provider. Mm -hmm. um, but again, not necessarily, we're not, ne when I say a provider, we're not necessarily talking about a provider of money, mm -hmm. but we're talking about even a provider of emotions. Mm -hmm. I think a quality woman is somebody that is able to feel you know, whatever it is that she can see, that she can read these particular situations of her mate mm -hmm. and vice versa. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of these things go vice versa, but mm -hmm. I'm looking at it from a man's standpoint, what you'll be looking for in a woman, that they can read your emotions mm -hmm. and be able to say, you know what, I need to feel this. This is what's happening. I need to feel this right now. Because mm -hmm. I know that I'm bringing that to the table mm -hmm. for myself. I'm always watching my wife to say, what, what can I feel when she's having a problem? What can I feel? How can I fix this? thing that I see as being an issue mm -hmm. and I'm looking for a quality woman to be able to bring that same thing to the table that's to me a provider a provider of emotions mm -hmm. that maybe your significant other is missing and here's where I think we want to slow it down the meat down just a little bit and I think again the guys were saying that but sometimes you have to be careful in what you um use as examples. Mm -hmm. uh, I was listening to the show again yesterday mm -hmm. and I got into a lot of trouble in terms of, you know, cooking meals. Mm -hmm. He was talking about, I asked him about femininity mm -hmm. and what makes a, what makes a, 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 a woman, you know, have that feminine touch. And he said, you know, he used the example of cooking mm -hmm. saying that, you know, that's something that should be uh, a special thing that she provides for her husband. Mm -hmm. You are preparing his meal. He's obviously a traditional person, right. but again, if the way that it came out, I think came out wrong. But he meant that in the sense that 
they, there's that old saying, a way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and I think that he was talking about it from a traditional sense, like, mm-hmm. that's an honor. Mm-hmm. That's an honor that that oh, man yeah. came home and you prepared his meal for him. That is a major thing, mm-hmm. even for me. Mm-hmm. When I get time to cook a meal, it's like, okay, I try to time it right so that when you come home, it's ready to go. You yes. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and I'm always calling him like, okay, how close are you? How right. close are you? Because mm-hmm. I want to make sure everything is hot and ready to go for him. And that does give me a sense of pride right. to know that I can cook this nice meal for my husband, mm-hmm. for my family. Right. Um, so I understood that mm-hmm. when he said that. Mm-hmm. I understood it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say it's femininity, but I understood the the concept of preparing a meal right. for your, your spouse right. as being, you know, a way of showing love. I agree. Yeah. And, and I think when he said femininity and he's not here i'm just paraphrasing maybe he meant that from the standpoint of like he found that attractive some well, men would tell you that yeah, you know right. i come home it's and possible. she was making yeah. up the meal i mm-hmm. thought that i wanted i didn't want that meal i want another meal <laughs> and that one takes place upstairs because that maybe you know what i mean that's what he i feel like when he meant that that's was attractive to me mm. to see her and, and it, it sounds as I'm saying it, it can be construed the wrong way. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what do you want? You want a woman slaving in the kitchen that's hot to you? What, barefoot and pregnant? Right. No. But that's not what he meant, mm-hmm. I feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. just my opinion. And I'm looking at it from my standpoint. That's that's not what he meant. That's just one of those things that's kind of like, I'm saying to you, I'm giving this part to you. I think, and I, I'm going to take it, I'm going to really turn up the heat just a little bit more. And as oh, I still... You know, talking about those qualities. And I will stay in the pocket of saying the provider. Mm-hmm. Uh, not of money, but the provider of emotions to be that partner for somebody. That's a quality woman who is conscious of those things. Mm-hmm. I'm conscious of looking at my guy, my man. What is he feeling? What does he need me mm-hmm. to do for him? As he gives me the same respect to do what he needs me to do for him to represent ourselves. As a couple, mm-hmm. and when we have children, as a family, mm-hmm. and take pride in that. Mm-hmm. That to me is a quality woman who understands like that mindset. Mm-hmm. And again, certain things like um, even I'm going to really turn up the heat. <laughs> even um, when you get married, from a sexual standpoint, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not that the sexual pleasure is not important, but that that notion of I'm willing to get this has always been something that's like amazing to me mm-hmm. that I'm willing to share my body with you mm-hmm. that is something that outside from the physical part of it that's something that for men it's kind of like that's an honor mm-hmm. that I'm willing to do that I had a tough day or whatever but I'm willing to do that so it's more than just the physicality of it this is part of the provider part of it for women to in my opinion to sustain that this is something that I want to be able to give to you and do to you. It can be, again, food. Mm-hmm. It can be even clothes. Mm-hmm. But that's up to, to me, the individuals. As individuals, right. you have to find what that is. It may be that, you know, one thing I know my guy likes for me to dress up in, you know, miniskirts and stuff like that. I don't necessarily like to do that. And mm-hmm. I know with women, mm-hmm. women... Once you guys become mothers, those things are kind of like, I don't you know, I don't feel comfortable doing that anymore. You know, I used to do that. But the guy, that's something that he liked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So as a, to me, that's a provider of, you know, what he needs. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I make sure that I go out there and get that dress to where my butt is showing. <laughs> Not to wear it in the street necessarily, but for him. And even if I did, it's for your eyes. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. It, I'm Correct. not even... Worrying about anybody else. Correct. I understand. I'm wearing that. this for you. I understand yeah, that. I understand that. You know, because maybe the, some guys are cool with that. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I like. I used to like. I mean, I'm not talking about me personally, but some guys may say like, I would, I like going out there and, and everybody's looking at my wife, knowing that she's beautiful, and but she's my, again. That's just. I'm just giving different uh, examples mm-hmm. of things that I believe. Is quality for a woman to be mm-hmm. able to recognize those things and give back. And again, it can be clothes. It can be. It can be massaging a guy's feet. Mm-hmm. It can be one of the things. You know, I'm not trying to say. It you just. I think what you're basically trying to say is you have to know or learn your partner's love language. Right. What is it for them? If it's quality time for them, then you you make that quality time. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. If it's that the person likes 
this type of movie, then you make that time once in a while to sit down and watch that type of movie together. Yes. Um, if it's because this person loves chocolate chip cookies, you once in a while make that batch of chocolate chip cookies as a nice surprise just because. Yes. So that's what it is. It's, it's doing things... Just because. I think just because is the actual, a good phrase for it. Because it shouldn't be always, it's Valentine's Day, it's your birthday, yes. it's Christmas. We're all kind of expecting something. But yes. I know for me, mm-hmm. I love the unexpected. Yes. So those, and those mean more. Those mean more. And it can be something as simple as Ellie coming home at the time. I don't, I try to stay away from things now. But he would come home with like a Louisiana crunch cake from Intamins. Well, Man. Of course. Listen. <laughs> Out of nowhere. He just be like, you know, it's been a rough week for you, I can tell. And I came home with this Louisiana crunch cake. What? Right, right. What? Yeah. I, Man, I think I'm a decent provider. You know how it is. Oh, you're a great provider, baby. Thank you. But that's important. You know what I mean? And and um depend dependability is another word that just kind of popped into my head. Mm-hmm. And to be able to depend on somebody uh, and this goes vice versa, but I, I'm only speaking from a male perspective, and, mm-hmm. and you're at, we're, we're addressing quality woman, somebody that you can depend on. Mm-hmm. And that goes so many different ways, the obvious things, um, but also the not-so-obvious things. You have to be able to depend on them, I think, to be able to read the situation that you're in. Mm-hmm. It's almost like being on a... On a um, I got to use a sports analogy. Mm-hmm. You know, when you are on a team... A really good team that's in tune with each other, and players that are really in tune with with each other on a team, they can read each other and they can depend on each other. So I can look at my teammate and know like this guy is the number one guy that really scores for us, but he's out of gas. Mm-hmm. So right now I got to do that mm-hmm. for the next five minutes because coach can't take him out of the game. We need him in the game, but he's out of it. He's mm-hmm. exhausted. Mm-hmm. He can't even put his hands above his head, so he can't shoot. We're talking about basketball analogy. He can't even shoot because he's mm-hmm. so tired. So now I have to be the guy to step up for the next five minutes mm-hmm. and and take up the scoring load. That's being able to depend on each other as teammates, and mm-hmm. I have to be able to recognize that. You know, the guy's the tongue's hanging out of his mouth, and I'm still feeding him the ball. That's not dependability, and I think it's the same way in marriage, and that's a quality woman that can look at her spouse and say, you know what? He needs this right now. Mm-hmm. He needs this right now without him having to tell me, and I'm going to make sure that yeah. that happens. Right, and so, like you said, it's vice versa. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm a man, so yes, I'm only speaking, speaking from, from a male standpoint of mm-hmm. that, what I see as being a quality woman who is able to do those things. And I think where we get into trouble mm-hmm. is our egos, men and women, mm-hmm. is that sometimes, and it's really bad in my opinion to nowadays, is that sometimes people will see that and they, because of the ego, won't do it. Uh-huh. Won't do something that they clearly see that your significant other is in need of, but they won't do it because of the stuff that's going on that's, you know, off off of the, 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 the beaten path. So mm-hmm. that was that... Um, Two questions... Those are the two most important questions that, that we really hit on. Mm-hmm. I think another question, mm-hmm. I'm just going to kind of go through some of the questions that I think was really significant that caused a lot of <laughs> controversy. Um, we covered, covered the femininity thing that caused a lot of controversy, not necessarily with the guys, mm-hmm. but it did cause a lot of controversy with the girls. We kind of talked a little bit about that. I'm going to go next to jump jumping over a little bit and talk a little bit about Fantasia. I thought that was a big thing. And it really was a little surprising to me, some of the reactions that we got on Fantasia, because that was another thing that, for me, mm-hmm. I thought it was fairly clear what she said. For me, it was. Mm-hmm. And, and that's coming from me, who watched the entire interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and realizing later on, people took that part of the interview, and I'm like, I didn't see a problem with that part of the interview when I heard it. So mm-hmm. I don't know how it blew up the way that it blew up, mm-hmm. but I understood what she was saying, you know, but then again, that's mm-hmm. going back to traditional thoughts, yes, right? Yes. So if people are not in line with traditional thoughts, they're definitely going to be like, well, what you trying to say? Mm-hmm. Um, I think naturally the word submission, you know, growing up with the Bible, you know, you submit to your husband that I've never been one to take it as literal. Well, yeah, even though I, I don't, I don't know if that's what it was supposed to be translated as, but for today, um, I'm not one to, to, I was never offended by it either. Just like, I, 
I do what I know is best for my marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, sometimes people challenge me on that. And I'm trying to think of an example and I can't. But I know I've been challenged on it. Like, oh, well, you don't do X and X for Ellie. And I'm like, but that doesn't work for our marriage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, sorry, can't tell you. <laughs> you know, in that sense of it. Um, but the submission thing, I get it. You know, you you submit to your husband for me in the sense that your husband is head of household. And... He's, he's a primary decision maker. Not to say that your decision making doesn't come into play, but for me, I submit to him for that. Mm-hmm. You know, the someone said that. Who said that? And Michelle think, brought it up too and was, was like, song, what probably. was that? Um, somebody said that their grandfather, whatever it was. Oh, I got in trouble for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got in trouble for that one because I, I said, um, I think... A couple people said that. I think similar. Yeah. Some people we all similarly said something along those lines. I think Eiffel talked about his grandpa, and how that dynamics works. But for me personally, I'm here, so I can tell you what I said was that growing up, there was a, a term used in my household, in which I got the case closed on me during the during the show. <laughs> uh, case closed was a term that my father used, and I think it was Robin. On a, on the women's panel, at one point closed the case on me <laughs> during the show. Um, but I, and I said that you know, and again, let me be clear and say that you know, my mom was not an Edith Bunker. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom was a very strong woman and, and very opinionated woman, and also and had um, she drove the family in her own way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when it really came down to something that was on the table, that was unclear Mm -hmm. my father would make the final decision and Mm -hmm. close the case and what would happen then was exactly that there was no more discussion about it so said so so said so done case closed the the yeas have it it's all over and a lot and and the women weren't too happy with that Mm -hmm. but i just feel like you know what you you kind of have to have a a, a case i mean i think we you do have to have a case closer and um i think as the female panel i think we all kind of agreed in our own ways that we come together and we talk about whatever is going on. Um, but no one said that they didn't have their husband um, as a case closer, I guess, as we're saying it. Maybe not in those terms, but I'm not recalling anyone saying, you know, no, I'm I'm the end-all, be-all. I don't think I quite asked them that specifically. Oh, okay. Did, do you, and I guess because I felt that that was out of the question that they would say that yeah I allow my my husband to close the case on them. I just That's not I, how I took it. How did you take it? I didn't take it as that. I, I felt like we all had the same thought process like we come together and discuss it um and in the end you know hmm. because my my thing is this there's times and we gave this example on the show. Okay. I gave specific examples. Uh, there's going to be times when we come together and it's not coming together. Mm-hmm. There's times when that does happen. Where you're like, all right, we're, we're talking about this. Right. And again, it's not a raging fight. No. But we're, we're talking about this and we still are not... I use that we're example the about page. the car. You know, mm-hmm. I use the, the, the example about the car. And we're not on the same page. The wife is saying she wants a BMW. The husband is saying he wants her to get a Honda. Mm-hmm. And neither one is budging. How do we do that? Who closes the case? Okay, but uh, that I remember with that example. Uh-huh. And then uh, that example, the ladies basically said, well, the case is closed for now because we're going to figure out a way to work that overtime or to gain that extra money so that, case, so that we can reopen this case. Nope. That's, that's not, not how you took that's it? That's not how I took it. Oh, crap. The Wish you guys it, were here. <laughs> the way that I took it, and I think it's fairly clear. You guys have to listen to the show. If you didn't listen to the show, you will understand what we're talking about. <laughs> the way that I took it was Robin, who was on the show. She closed. She clearly closed the case because she went out there and bought the vehicle of her choice. Yeah, but Robin's situation with that was different okay. because they have an understanding that each individual person purchases their, their own, own car. car. That's fair. So that's a different situation. That's fair. But like she said, she said outside of the car situation in her marriage. Um, they do come together and, but now you're right. I'm wondering if we all said that the guy's closed. I, hmm. No one said, no one hmm. said that they allowed the, the husbands to close the case on them. Oh. That was pretty obvious to me that no one said. And again, I was slightly attacked, which I wasn't even the one closing. It was my father. I'm blaming him. 
<laughs> he was closing cases. I didn't close. I didn't close no case. He was the one that you know was closing cases, and that that didn't go over so well. Mm-hmm. But as you can see, you know, this is something that I think is We're important. Have to come back together. We'd have to come back yeah, together man. on that, and again. I think that would lead me into my my next kind of question here. Mm-hmm. You know, the roles. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, and I will say that, and I'll say this, and I, and I shared this with my wife, and I, I'm going to be transparent enough to share it here on the air. Okay. I felt, and I had a very good conversation with a, a brother that I'm definitely going to get on, on here. Uh, he's really has a lot to add to the table, but I'm going to get him on. He has some great opinions, and he and I was talking about it. And I was saying that, you know, I felt like when we came to the question of the roles, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the men... For right or wrong, I'm not saying that they were right. I'm not saying they were wrong, but the men appeared, in my opinion, as a host hosting the show, were a little bit more defined about what they knew the roles were. They had, again, not they were, saying that they were well, right. They were definitely they were more in line with women take care of the kids in the home. Yes, and the men are outside doing the work. Yes. Am I am I, I think interpreting so. that I, right? That's I how agree. I'm interpreting it. Right? I agree and I disagree. Okay. That's kind of the way that and this is like you said, we almost gonna need a part two for those guys mm-hmm. to come back because I feel as though yes, if for you to say that, you're not wrong in hearing that. Mm-hmm. That's what you heard. But I don't believe it's as cut and dry as how it came out. Because the examples that were used were examples like that. Mm-hmm. My wife should stay home and mm. take care of, and mm-hmm. take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that they necessarily felt like I want my wife at home just doing that. If the wife was able to go out there and make money, I don't necessarily think that they felt like no, that's not an option. Mm-hmm. You know, you understand what I'm saying? No. That's why it gets tough. This role thing is a very difficult thing, and it takes time. We have to really break that down and concentrate on it, and. It's easier, I think, when we ask the men to explain it. The natural thing to come to their mind is to use some of those, for lack of a better term, old school examples mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. say, well, look, I expect my wife to take care of home and I'm out there mm-hmm. doing the, to the provider type of things. Mm-hmm. I, me personally, I have certain traditional ideologies in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know me. I'm mm-hmm. funny with driving the car. You I are. just always kind of feel like, unless I'm incapacitated, I'm ill, you, I just feel like I have to drive. I just kind of you just do? wanted to think. But for me, I don't see that as a slight to my wife. No. I see that as an honor in my wife. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my responsibility to go and drive the family around. You know, That's what my father did. That was our responsibility as men. That's how I see it. It's not something that I'm... Saying that my wife cannot do, clearly she can drive. She has a car, her own car. She drives to work. So I don't believe that she can't do it. I just something that I like to do to honor her, that I take the wheel. Mm-hmm. Going out, and I, this is this is something that I saw, and I saw this maybe three or four years ago and blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. A man went to the gas station, and he pulled up. The woman got out of the car. So he's driving. I can't remember. Mm. I don't remember that for sure. In any event, whoever was driving, the woman got out of the car and pumped the damn gas. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I had kind to of stop the car and look at it and say, what is going on here? And the guy was clearly able-bodied because he, he got out to do something and got back in the car. That's... I, well, that's where the roles have changed nowadays. I don't know what their age range looked like at if you can tell, they weren't really neophytes. Me, well, they weren't very, very young. But again, I'm gonna tell you right now. If I if I saw my son's doing that, he gonna get embarrassed because I'm gonna approach him like, son, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was be a total unacceptable thing for me if I saw my son's doing something like that. Mm-hmm. I just not the right thing to do. It was very odd, you know. When I saw that, I was like, can you imagine this? The woman is pumping the gas and the guy's sitting in the car. But that comes back to a lot of the new, God, I don't want to sound like that, but like the new age thinking. Like, I can do it. I don't need you to do I it. Can't, I agree with that. You know, I don't need you to do it. Like, I agree with And that. not even to say that maybe that was a situation, just like, I do it. I agree with that. But again, I think, and this is a good conversation right here, and I'm really looking to talk to these 
the the youngsters, the so far, I don't like using labels, but I'll use it for like the younger generation. generation. Younger generation, oh, I'd rather okay. say than this millennial thing. I don't like. That. <laughs> he doesn't like titles, guys. Um, <laughs> but it's it, it. Think about what that's doing. You know, I told you that for me, I do those things not because I don't believe my wife can do it. Mm-hmm. I do those things as we talked about earlier as the provider, right? To provide her with some good feeling about herself like i'm doing this for you mm-hmm. not that you can't do it mm-hmm. but i'm doing this to provide that pieces maybe mm-hmm. right my wife is not feeling so good about herself that day mm-hmm. and for me to say it's a little thing but it's not a big deal but for me for her to come home and we and we've done this she comes home we're supposed to go somewhere i tell her step aside get out of the seat and i'm going to drive you now mm-hmm. that's just my way of kind of Honoring her, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Opening the door for my wife never fails. That's just a way for me to honor my wife. It's not, obviously, she can open the door if she wants to. She can open the door for me, mm-hmm. but I, that's not what it's about. It's not about you. Oh, you know, you trying to say I can't? I'm not trying to say you can't do it, but I'm trying to do something to honor you. Show your love, and then when you now be careful with that because. When you're coming back and saying, hey, I can do this myself. Not only are you taking that, but you're also taking the, something away from the man. Mm. In that this is something that I'm doing not to show you up, but mm-hmm. I'm doing this to honor you. Mm-hmm. So now you're taking that away from me. And yeah. something that's something that we have to be really... And that's where, and it actually answers the question about Fantasia. Mm-hmm. That's, to me, the submission part. It's not submission to something that you can't do, but I'm giving him the right and the and the, the privilege to honor me. Mm-hmm. That's the submission. I'm I'm submitting to let him uh, pump the gas, I guess. And this is you know, my God, I don't know what to say about something like that. <laughs> you were really distraught by that. <laughs> that was unbelievable. You, you saw that picture. I just I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that a man was sitting in the car and a woman got out of the car. And maybe some people might get offended by me saying this. Like, mm-hmm. well, what's wrong with that? Yeah. But I just feel like that's something that it's just an, it's not about the woman not. Because, listen, my wife obviously pumps gas because yeah. I'm not with her all the time. Yeah. I'm not saying that she can't right. do those things. Even mm-hmm. though I take it back and say that my father, my mother didn't pump no, no gas. At all? No. When she came home, the car needed gas. My father knew. My father knew to check her gauge. He okay. knew every couple of days when she was supposed to get gas, and he'd take that car and get the gas for her. Mm. He didn't. She didn't pump no gas. My father did that. Mm-hmm. He had his own car. She had her own car. But he made sure that her car and his car had gas. Mm-hmm. Had the oil change and all these things over there. That's what he... Not that my mother could not do it. Man. And I'm sure there was some situations where it got, you know... She had, I'm not saying she never had to do it, but the majority of the time, that was something that he made sure that the car was ready to go mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. That's to me was just honoring mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. That goes back to, you know, what we said earlier about to me being that provider. It's not just about the money. And that also, again, fits into what I, I felt about um, Fantasia mm-hmm. and, and the statement that she made. It really was not a statement to where. She was just trying to belittle a woman and, a, and what a woman can do. It really is was not about that. And I think we have to be really careful with that. And again, I think that the biggest, uh, one of the biggest things that I saw here, and I, and I definitely think we can do a rematch even with the first round people mm-hmm. in terms of looking at roles. You know, what really are our roles? Mm-hmm. Obviously, money, I think, is is, is a factor. Mm-hmm. And, and women being able to do um, things just financially really is the biggest issue. You know what I mean? Women have always been independent. We like to say, oh, women are more independent now. Women have always been independent. You think so? Listen, taking care of home, mm-hmm. I'm, people not going to lie, that is a tremendous responsibility. Yes. Tremendous men that stay home and they're like, yo, you know, they have to call their wife. If their wife is working, call their wife. The kids keeps crying. To be able to do that, women been doing that for years. That's independence. Mm-hmm. You have to make a decision on kids. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Mm-hmm. You have to make a decision. This kid's crying. You have to take him to the, the hospital. 
Is he crying enough that something is really wrong with him? Right. Is, is he, does he need to eat? Is it playtime? Is it nap time? All of these things in dealing with kids. Anybody who have kids? No. That's tremendous amount of independence you have. That's a, that's a huge role. You have to have tremendous skills. Mm-hmm. And, in the, and in a lot of cases, I believe that women have uh, always been, always been, tremendous shot callers in the house mm-hmm. in a different type of way mm-hmm. in a different type of way women and i said this on one of the shows women are able to actually lead their men without the man even knowing it yeah we good like that am i right or am i wrong <laughs> am i right or am i wrong yeah, so that to me is independence mm. tremendous amount of independence because they're able to say you know what this is going to happen Mm-hmm. He doesn't know it's going to happen, <laughs> but this, but it's gonna this happen. is going to happen. <laughs> and I know how to make him do it. <laughs> Women know how to do it. So that to me is tremendous amount of independence. Mm-hmm. And to be fri- quite frankly, that's an excellent role to be in because they make the guy do what they want him to do. And if the crap don't work out, they're going to blame him, <laughs> even though he wasn't what he wanted to do. That's a tremendous amount of independence. Well, similar to what Michelle said um, in the episode regarding gender roles, she said, you know, um, more modern day age wise, um, men are more involved in the caring of the family and in the home and the kids. Um, they're involved from delivery. They're involved in the raising. They're involved yes. in the activities. And yes. That definite, like she said, growing up, you didn't see that. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was fortunate to have a mother and father, so both parents in the home. Um, my dad was more distant. He was an entrepreneur and always working, but he was present. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I can't necessarily say much on that. I prefer, you know, I have my issues, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's more involved now with the grandkids. Mm-hmm. compared to how he was involved with me as a child, me mm-hmm. and my brother. Mm-hmm. So, And he's admitted to that. He's like, you know, I really didn't do the right thing by you guys growing up, and I, I'm making up for it now with the grandkids. Mm-hmm. And I remember him saying that, and I want to say I have it on video somewhere, when Isaiah was first born, mm-hmm. he said that. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad you you know, you know, recognize that. Mm-hmm. But men are definitely more involved now. Mm-hmm. You know, you, the, you know, the hands-on you have with our boys mm-hmm. is crazy. Mm-hmm. I never had that hands-on. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I'm a girl, but my brother never had that hands-on either mm-hmm. um, from my dad. So, mm-hmm. definitely, you know, the roles are being shared more. Yeah. Cooking, you know, if, as long as you know how to cook, <laughs> mm-hmm. will allow you to come in mm-hmm. and do your share of cooking, cleaning, and things like that. Like you said, you know, maybe someone's not the cleaner of the, the household, but the husband is. Mm-hmm. So, he's going to be the clean. He's mm-hmm. going to be the one to clean. Mm-hmm. And that is what it is. So, I think today's age is not so much set in stone like you have to be the woman and you have to cook you have to deal with this with right. the the home you have to do xyz it's not like that anymore mm-hmm. it's pretty much on a and you kind of said this earlier what's your gift what's your skill right and if you're the one that can handle x y and z then you're going to do x y and z right. so that things flow better i agree I, I i mean i agree with that um the only monkey wrench i can kind of put into that is just mm-hmm. that with that being said, and I agree with you 100%, and I am 100% on board with that, mm-hmm. because I would say that as as uh, as a child, my mom, who, again, who, you know, we came up in the, my household, was a very traditional household. Mm-hmm. My mom, be clear now, my mom worked. My mom, my mom worked in 9 to 5, she worked for a telephone company for 20 plus years. You know, mm-hmm. she had her own thing going on, but at the same time, my mom was the sole, um, person in terms of cooking mm-hmm. my father can cook eggs and you know he like he might make make breakfast but he ain't really come on cook no dinner mm-hmm. you know that wasn't what he did my mom provided meals for him no matter what the situation was every mm-hmm. night he had a hot plate or microwaves was coming out then so you know, <laughs> she always provided those things my mother always did the cleaning and things of that nature however with that being said so she was very traditional in that way sometimes mm-hmm. i marvel at that when i have you know now that we have a family like well how do my moms do that you know what i mean like she keeping certain things in order the house was always clean and the, the meals were always made and she cooked during the week and i'm like yo that's how you do that and my mother worked mm-hmm. you know she got up at seven in the morning and then you know worked eight to four mm-hmm. and she still was able to do all that stuff so but at the same time with that being said 
she trained my brother and myself mm-hmm. to do those things. So it wasn't like she was like, well, you know, I realize women do that and you guys are not supposed to do that. No. My brother and I learned how to cook. My brother and I learned how to clean, iron, wash clothes. There was nothing that we did not, we were not fully trained um, to do inside mm-hmm. the house. Mm-hmm. Nothing. There was nothing. And at the same time, you know, my father showed us the things outside of the house. You right. know, I know how to cut the grass mm-hmm. and, 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 you know. Shovel snow. Shovel the snow. and make, Right. Make a fire. All of those things, too. You know, be able to do the, the, the minimum, you know, the essential things around the house in terms of fixing stuff mm-hmm. if we have to. Um, you know, I can do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, my mom taught me and my brother how to do those things that so I'm have no problem doing it mm-hmm. uh, as an adult I was always comfortable you know taking care of kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that and my kids were babies I never really I wasn't really one of those dads I was like oh my god how do you do this no. you know, just put this kid in there take the stupid diaper <laughs> off and wipe his butt and that's it you know keep going not a big deal mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I it, it just becomes a little bit tough um, you know, with the roles and the, the monkey wrench that I would add to that, though, is that with all of that being said, I still think that even younger um, people still have ideologies in their head. Because I use this example all the time. If you're married and somebody comes to your house, I'm talking about watch this. Somebody comes to your house mm-hmm. and the house is a mess, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. they step in the door. Because people, no matter what they make, because you be like, I'm sorry, you know, the house is a mess. They're like, oh, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. When they get back to the car, they be like, yo, you saw that. And unfortunately, the person they're going to look at, it's not going to be the guy. No. It's the, the woman. Yeah. it's the woman. Now, if they come to my house and the grass is got uh, uh, um, mosquitoes all in it because it haven't been cut in months, and weeds growing everywhere. Mm-hmm. When they leave, they go, no, look, yo, I ain't get a chance to cut the grass anymore. They ain't to worry about it. When they get back in the car, they're going to look at me. Mm-hmm. What the hell's going on over there? This dude, let the grass get like that? My God. Or even in, in an extreme situation where financially you go belly up mm-hmm. and you be, oh, we lost the house. They're not going to look at the woman. Mm-hmm. They look at the man like, yo, you let that happen? So these are things that even though we're moving away from traditional roles, mm-hmm. I think that we still, mindset-wise, we will never, in my opinion, fully get away from that. Because mm-hmm. no one's going to be like, if that happens, you know, you had a complete downfall, go, yo, his wife must be a mess. He can't even pay the mortgage. That's not how people... Well, let's see. We'll we're, see. We're, we're going to see. I don't think we're there yet. Yeah. At this particular time. I just That's just my opinion yeah. i don't think that that's the way people think I we're gonna find out a lot on, yeah. on, on on this on the, next interview the millennial panel because mm-hmm. i i don't think they see it that way we, I'm, i'll be I'm honest curious. i don't think they do I'm so curious. that yeah that will be curious to i'm find curious out to see their thought process and this and we're gonna we'll close out by also saying yeah. and this is this question will come up with that that was a question that i asked the panel um wbls um dj shayla mm-hmm. uh, who's one of my favorites uh, she brought up the point. I want to be clear that the men attacked her a little bit like it was her opinion. It wasn't her opinion. <laughs> she was just, you know, reading, simply reading off a poll. So, Shayla, if you ever hear this, I love you. And I didn't, you know, <laughs> I was just simply stating that this is a poll that you read. It was not Shayla who said it, but she talked about, you know, um, women uh, uh, saying that men are economically unattractive, resulting in uh, less marriages um, nowadays. So, but I just kind of beg the question, even from leaving that aside, why is it um, that you think, if you have any thoughts on that, why is it that marriages in itself is not happening? Because hmm. we and you look around a lot of times like, yo, you know what? A lot of our peers that we grew up with ain't married. Why is marriage less of an institution nowadays? I don't know. It's a tough one. I really don't know. I, I don't know what one. the issue is. I think a lot of it does come from, and this is why we're doing this research, and this is why we're doing this project. I think a lot of people don't understand, again, the power of family and traditional family in terms of marriage. What does that really mean to your life? What does that really mean that gives you the extra battery in your back to say, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make this happen? I'm going to give a quick analogy here, a quick example. 
of something that I've been attacked uh, pretty violently in regards to um, everybody knows that I'm a big boxing fan. This is not going to be a boxing uh, <laughs> reference necessarily, but everybody knows about my passion for the sport of boxing. And everybody knows that I love to go to boxing. But one of the things that when I got married, and I always understood this even before I got married, when I was a single guy for all those many, 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 many years, way more years than I've been married, mm. I understood when I was sitting there ringside paying inordinate, uh, sinful amount of money <laughs> um, to go and sit ringside at boxing matches, I enjoyed it. But at the same, and I, and I fully enjoyed it. But at the same time, I understood that when I get married, this is not going to happen. And I was okay with that. Even before I had any inkling of who the person was going to be, mm-hmm. I still understood that then. And I was okay with that because I, w- I loved the idea of being married. Mm-hmm. And that was okay with me. But I think that sometimes people see that. And, I, and I've been attacked about that. Like, well, why would you, because you got married, why would you stop going to the fights? It's absolutely ridiculous. Priorities. But it's priorities. Because I understand the big picture of, like, where the marriage is pushing me. Mm-hmm. Where my family, my wife, and my children, where is that pushing me? To the fights? I don't think so. You know what I mean? I could do that by myself. Mm-hmm. My, but my wife and my children are pushing me to do things like the You Gotta Love, Love, and Life GPS podcast. Mm-hmm. Even though I can go out there and work a full day of work at my 9 to 5. Yes, I do have a 9 to 5 mm-hmm. um, right now. And I still have the energy to push through. Maybe I don't have the energy, but I still um, have that battery in my back to push through and come home and do all the things that I have to do for the movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm talking about when I say understanding what fa- and family is, is the thing that gives you that. Because it would be just as easy if I didn't have my family, probably like, yo, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm going upstairs and I won't lay down. But because you have your family that gives you that extra energy to push a little bit harder. And and that's what I think people are missing today. Yeah. And and they don't understand that. Because if they understood that, I think you would see more people uh, entering the Do you, do you the think it's an example thing? Because like you said, we... We both had examples, and you, you stressed that a lot, too, that, you know, you saw your father doing X, Y, and Z, and mm-hmm. that's kind of translated to you now as an adult. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because people are not seeing a quote-unquote um, family, mother-father, 100%. love in the household? You may have a mother-father in the household, and there's no love. So, you know, seeing a mother-father in the household, love between them, not to say things are 100% perfect, that's mm-hmm. not life, mm-hmm. but... No one is getting abused, you know. No one is, you know, knocking people over. You know, nothing like that. Nothing negative in that sense. It's just, you know, basic 100%. trials you go through. One hundred percent understand, and one hundred percent agree that that is the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, to reference the the women's panel show, the women, and this was one of the most more profound points that came out in all four parts of the show mm-hmm. for me, and all three women that we had on the panel mm-hmm. stated. That you know, one of the not one of the factors, you know, one of the factors that really made them look at their husbands in the dating process and be like, hold on a second, this guy right here got something I ain't never seen, and they talked about going over their boyfriends at the times mm-hmm. house and seeing that their mother and father were still together. Yep. But it wasn't just about that; mm-hmm. it was more about what they saw within that house mm-hmm. we just went to a wedding a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. in which i saw that mm-hmm. from the bride's side mm-hmm. where her mom and dad I, I did a we did a show about that thing i did mental conditioning monday about that talking yes, about did. that you did you know where you felt and i and being there you felt it being in the room mm-hmm. and we were only with you know um we, we know the family but not like that i never you actually met the, the matriarch, the, what's the, what is the, the father would be, the matriarch, the patriarch of mm-hmm. the family. Mm-hmm. I never met him before. Mm-hmm. I knew the matriarch, but I never knew the patriarch. First time I ever was in the room with him. But you felt it, mm-hmm. his presence. You felt the presence of them as a couple in the room, and it was overwhelming. And so when you walk into a couple's home that has that, mm-hmm. that's the example. Mm-hmm. That's there that you're like, I want that. And that's what these ladies shared on the panel. Like When they walked in the house, they were like, Wow, I want this. Mm. It wasn't just that the man and the woman was there. Mm-hmm. The husband and wife was there. But it was more mm-hmm. that they saw 
what was going on in the house. Like, not only are they there, but they are together. Yes, the connection. The, the connection. You the feel love. it. There's mm-hmm. nothing that you can say. Mm-hmm. You feel it when you walk into a room Amen. or a couple. You walk into a, a couple who has a home. Mm-hmm. Not Luther a house. Bandross Come on, Luther. Come on. You know, you feel that when you walk into that premise and you feel that this is not just a house. This is a home. I want a home. And I think that those women mm-hmm. saw that. Those were the examples for them. Yes. And those are the said. examples that we need to see. Wow. Uh, we, me and you talk a lot of times about this. It was a fictional home, but the Cosby show oh, was a home. Listen. Now, when you listen. watch the show, Mr. Cosby did an unbelievable job of creating that on the screen. Yes. To where you saw that family and you felt a home. Yes. You know, I remember watching that as a youngster. And, you know, it, it felt like when Rudy and them came home, it felt like my house when you're coming home and, you know, doing your homework. Mm-hmm. It was a home. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. Unfortunately, people looked at that show like it was a fairy tale. That's another I- ideology of, like, what's going on here? It was right. that far off the track that people were talking about the show like, that's impossible. That doesn't it's happen. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. Um, beg to differ. Beg to differ. Um, but that's the examples that we need to where you can go into people's premises and see that it's a home and what they're doing together and accomplishing together and who don't want that mm-hmm. i don't i will i would love to find somebody who can walk into a home and see what people have as a family and say i don't want that and understand when we say home we're not even talking about the building no per i'm se. not talking about the building your home mm-hmm. does not have to be a quote-unquote house your right. home is where right you create that bond and that love yep. with one another. Yep. That can be in a rented room. Yep. That can be um, in an apartment. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yep. mean you need to be in the the Beverly Hills nope. area of premises. California. Yeah. That's why I say you yeah, walk yeah, into yeah. the premises yeah. and you realize it's a home. Yes. You make it wherever it is. Yep. That can be on home. So I think that's what we when you speak about the examples. We need to see more examples of that. Mm-hmm. And if people saw that, like I said, nothing is 100%, but I would say that the numbers would be staggering of people that would be like, I want this. Mm-hmm. I really want this. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's very, very few, very many people that would say that they don't want it. And I prove it all the time when you look at our society and look at all the different organizations that we have and how people want to be part of it, mm-hmm. whether it's political parties whether it's street gangs, drug gangs, all kinds of stuff that people pledge their allegiance to, mm-hmm. racial groups, racist groups, all kinds of stuff. You get all these different things people pledge their allegiance to. Why? Because they want to be part of something, a home. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like you said, it can actually not even be a physical place that you live. Mm-hmm. But I feel at home when I hang out at this organization. Mm-hmm. But these people think like me. Mm-hmm. And I feel at home when I'm here talking to this group of people. How about that's where you lay every night? Mm-hmm. Where you feel that comfort. To me, that's something that we, that's why we do what we do mm-hmm. uh, on, on this podcast. That's why we have these panels. That's why we do the You Gotta Love Love podcast. That's why we do like GPS podcasts because we're trying to get people to understand from a mental standpoint what it can do for your life. So right. hopefully you guys got a little bit from that today um, yes. on our wrap up show as we move forward um, and getting um, you know the different age groups and right. we, again we got so much more we're gonna do with this. We'll oh, talk about it, it can just keep going. Mm-hmm. So just so you guys, if you're on the podcast uh, page for the You Gotta Love Love podcast. The men's panel on manhood was season two, episodes one and two. And the women's um, state of womanhood panel was season two, episodes four and five. So definitely take a look at those. Maybe take a look, listen, excuse me. Take a listen to those. We encourage you. And any feedback, definitely. Like I said, people were hearing the panels and inboxing us, emailing us, calling us for those who have our personal numbers, texting us. Give us your feedback. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are on it. Um, and I think we're going to plan something big when we try to bring everybody back um, mm-hmm. under the table. Mm-hmm. So look for something to come around spring 
2020. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to do something nice that would interest you guys with that. Um, so otherwise than that, we're going to wrap this up, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so mm-hmm. we kept you guys long enough. Thanks for being with us for another wonderful week. If you need to find us, you can find us at www.mentalconditioningmovement.com. You can also um, find the podcast there. Um, There's a link there or a, a tab there in the menu regarding podcasts. So you can get the podcast through that. You can also find us on Instagram at You Gotta Love Love Podcast. That's where we are. And you can also email us, You Gotta Love Love Podcast at gmail.com. All right. So until next week, y'all be blessed and we'll talk to you soon.